Profile series. I'm your host, Matt Hicks, the FF educator with John Lobb, the gridiron scholar. This is the Kayshawn Boutte rookie profile episode. John, Kayshawn Boutte is somebody that we have been excited about for years, but that excitement has been quickly turned into disappointment here following the combine in a tumultuous few months leading up to it. So let's go ahead, let's get into Kayshawn Boutte because he is somebody who likely is still going to be uh, considered a target here in fantasy football rookie drafts, John. And we're going to get into exactly what that means. I cannot start a discussion of an LSU Tiger without talking about the football factory at LSU at this position. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, DJ Shark, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. In my 10 years scouting and publishing, he's been, this This is the best place to be. And now we have another Tiger entering the NFL draft. In high school, Matt, he was on the trajectory of greatness. Five-star recruit, the number one wide receiver in the state of Louisiana, and the number 24 wide receiver in the country. It just and he ends up at wide receiver U. As a senior in high school, Matt, he rushed 71 times for 874 yards and 12 touchdowns. Yes, that was on the ground. He added 47 receptions for 1,005 yards and 15 scores. He also ran track. So you're talking about one of the highly decorated recruits coming to LSU. As a freshman in 2020, that was the year Terrence Marshall was on the team following that, you know, the, the Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, incredible national championship. He played in 10 games as a true freshman, and he started five. And if anyone remembers, Terrence Marshall left the program early to prepare for the NFL draft. LSU wasn't undefeated. They weren't going to win a national championship. So Marshall left the program. Well, Kayshawn Bouti stepped up, Matt. And by the end of the year, as a true freshman, he led the Tigers in receiving yards with 735. He finished second on the squad in receptions with 45 and with touchdowns five. But this is the game that everyone remembers. He concluded his freshman season in grand fashion, setting the SEC record with 308 receiving yards on 14 receptions and three touchdowns in the win over Mississippi. And he finished that season with three straight 100-yard games, Matt. That is phenomenal. He earned freshman All-American honors from the Football Writers Association of America, and he was named freshman All-SEC. 2021, I was bullish. I think I had him at the top of my CFF rankings. I was so excited about Kayshawn Bouti. He suffered an ankle injury against Kentucky, and he played in only six games. He was good, but not great. 
He logged 38 catches, but he still led the Tigers in receiving yards with 509 and touchdowns nine, despite missing the final seven games. So there still was hope. He still had a really nice resume going on after two years. And then Brian Kelly took over the program, Matt. I was beyond excited for a rebound. If you studied Brian Kelly at Cincinnati, then at Notre Dame, he peppers his alpha males with targets. I mean, think about all the Notre Dame wide receivers he put into the NFL. And if they're good or not, that's a whole different story. But they got drafted, and they had prolific numbers in college. But last year, Matt, he had drop drop problems, lots of challenges on the tape. He finished with only 48 receptions. Matt, this was sad. Four, 538 yards receiving. That's like ele- not even 11 yards a pop. That's not good. And he only scored twice. And Matt, I can't tell you how many times I saw him drop a pass when LSU really needed something from Jalen Daniels with that offense. And it, it, Bouti let it upset him on the field. Watch that opening game. Who did they lose to early? Or they barely, they just won in the Florida last State. minute. Yeah. And that game, I mean, he was emotionally frustrated and then he went to the combine mat 40 yard dash 4.50 that's not a speedster folks and a 20 yard shuttle 4.25 is okay matt he's smaller than i thought he's not as athletic as i thought i'm a little concerned what does your film breakdown say about Keyshawn booty now Yeah, John, when you look at Boutte, you mentioned we expected a fast 40 time, right? Because if you watch him on the field, he accelerates very well downfield. And I think those are some of the images burned into our mind from that first year that he got onto the field. He plays, John, with good lateral quickness. And the yards after catch upside, I think, is what had caught a lot of fantasy football uh, uh, managers, you know, at first. Because... You go back to that early game film again, and you see he has the ability to shake guys in the open field. He has good field vision. He looks comfortable running with the ball in his hands. And he was doing a lot of damage after the catch as well. You know, you talk about that contrast between his stats his first and second season. You don't see a lot of that same level of elusiveness uh, in 2022 film with Keishon Boutte. He is a smooth route runner. I think specifically the way that he works through his routes with smooth feet, good body movements here. And it does allow him at times uh, to create space against SEC defensive backs. But you mentioned it, John, the big weakness is the mental drops. I mean, it sounds simple, but wide receivers need to be able to catch the ball. And with Boutte, he was not in the right headspace week in, week out this past season. And you could see it on the field. It led to drops in questionable hands. You know, it's funny, John, because I was frustrated with his film, that contested catch upside, right? He didn't display that, despite the fact that we kind of thought he had that level of vertical athleticism. Uh, It shows up at times on tape, but then you come in, he comes into the combine, we get that official measurement at 5'11", 195. All of a sudden, it kind of makes sense that he doesn't have that contested catchability here. And now with this combine performance, John, uh, in in, uh, tandem 
with some character concerns, both on the field in terms of effort uh, and headspace, and then some off the field stories that have broken over the last couple months leading up to the draft. I think we're in a place here where Keisha and Boutte has really questionable NFL draft capital. If you asked anybody going into this season, they probably would have told you that Boutte was a first round pick or a top 50 selection. Now I think, you know, the biggest question I've gotten since the combine, John, from patrons is, is he even going to get drafted? I do think he gets drafted, but it wouldn't be shocked me if it's a late day three selection here for Keishon Boutte. So I think over the last three or four months, or even if you want to extend it the last six or eight months, John, I don't know if anybody has hurt their value more, right? But you mentioned the stats early and how they kind of faded off over time. So let's look at that a little bit more. Matt, before I even get into the production model, we need to understand that our love of this prospect is based on a three-game sample when he was a true freshman. And here's how scary those three games were from a career perspective. In those three games, Matt, he had 27 catches. That out of 131 in his career. That is 21% of his career catches are in three games. It gets worse, Matt. In those three games, he had 527 yards receiving. That is 29% of his career receptions. That's almost a third came in three games. Matt, he scored four times in those three games. That is 25%. He had 16 career touchdowns you are basically looking at a third of his production in three seasons comes in three games he only had over 100 yards receiving four other times Matt now let's look at the total model he doesn't exceed my 150 benchmark on career receptions yards per reception Matt 13.6 That's not good. I'm looking for 15, especially from someone who's allegedly a home run hitter. 5'11", 195 isn't going to get it done. You discussed that. That, We talked about his hands. His top catch rate was 58%. They're not sticky. They're just slippery. Team aerial dominator. (laughs) I like that one. That was one of the best ones I ever came up with. His team aerial dominator is 24%. And then the stat I've been talking about this year a lot, receiving yards per team pass attempt, Matt, 1.74. I think he's a day three pick now, Matt. I think he's going to slide a lot further than people thought. The combine did not help him. Matt, what does fantasy football fans need to know? Yeah, so my projection is late day three for NFL purposes. That's round six and seven, 177 to 260. You know, John, we talked about it off air. You know, all the the Boutte's tape still has all the upside in the world. But in this draft class, there's going to be so many talented wide receivers that come off the boards round four and five. I just don't think NFL teams are going to have to take the chance on Boutte. There's so many other good options that give you Boutte's upside uh, or specific skill set that you may be looking for in your NFL team with a lot less risk behind it. Nonetheless, he's going to get drafted in fantasy football drafts, John. It's just, it's it's undeniable. I'm, his name's forgetting, uh, slipping out of my head right now. Who was the Clemson wide receiver last year that we told folks not to not to draft? Oh. And that he was going to go undrafted 
and all of our comments said, you know, no, I'm still taking him in the second, third round. Like, because people just, you know what I'm, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I loved him, but he had that injury at the end of his freshman year, and he just, he just didn't even get drafted and upset. Justin Ross, Justin Ross. There we go. Right. So, but Justin Ross still registered ADP last year, John, even after going undrafted because folks get so locked into the idea of a player, right? So Keishon Butte, the, the, the long part of that story was that Keishon Butte is going to register an ADP for fantasy football. I think it's going to be a early fourth round ADP folks get to the fourth round and listen, I don't blame you. I don't care. Get to the fourth round draft, whoever you like <laughs> draft who you love in the fourth round. Right. Uh, I do have him as a bench depth player. He's at the very bottom of the bench depth tier for me. So I'm talking like somebody who I think could be a wide receiver four or five in deeper league, just stash him just because you never know. I'm going to have no exposure to him, John, very low. Not my guy in the fourth round. There's plenty of other guys that I'm into and will be happy to use my fourth round pick on. In terms of my fantasy football value comparison, not comparing these two as prospects, my current today fantasy football value comparison for Keishon Boutte is Michael Thomas, right? Somebody that if you want to put him at the bottom of your bench, just in case they reach their upside and potential and can get everything together and put it put it together on the field, they're going to be really, really you know productive. That's, you know, I'm seeing a one-to-one in terms of how Keisha and Boutte could fit on the bottom of your roster and how Michael Thomas may still be on the bottom of somebody's roster for fantasy football purposes, right? John, you know, I mentioned you might have to piece together and hope for that value, you know, from Keisha and Boutte. You don't have to do any hoping, John, if you are a rookie big board patron. You know you have the value in-depth access to all of our rookie profiles and analysis. The rookie draft guides coming out in March. You get access to the Discord. Rookie Big Board already updated from the Combine. Head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. And today you can save 15% if you sign up for an annual subscription. As always, we appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie. 